Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Professional Book Nerds podcast presented by Overdrive. Today, we are here to talk about September books. But before we do that, remember to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you do your listening. Your reviews really help us out. Not only did it also helps other people find our show. If you're interested in following us on social and see what Emma and I are reading right now, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at ProBookNerds. One day I'll say X, but today is not that day still Twitter in my mind. With all of that out of the way, Emma, hello. Are you ready to talk about what you're most excited to see release in September? Hello. I am very excited and also a little bit surprised that the time has come. I cannot believe we are to September already. Yeah, it's almost the end of August. I, Which what? basically just means it's almost the end of the year. I'm not ready for summer to end. Me either. I am ready to like have it start to cool off and those crisp fall vibes, but... I don't know what it is about August. I'm, I'm partial to August, even though it's so hot and gross and humid. Um, I'm not quite ready for like back to school and fall and stuff, but... I do enjoy the fall time. So that is why I struggle with August because it always makes me think of back to school in the end of summer. So I'm like a, I'm a July boy. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I'm, I'm a fall diva. The Scorpio comes out. Yes. But like all of these books, I will say are certainly something to look forward to. There are tons and tons of books coming out in September and I mean, October and beyond. So that is for sure. Before we kick off, I wanted to try something new this month. Sometimes we include books that we're interviewing in the coming weeks in our lists. Sometimes we shout them out randomly. Sometimes we don't include them at all. But today we are going to try out just right at the jump. We have four books that come out in September that Emma and I will be doing interviews for either in this month or in October. So just some things to keep an eye out on the feed for. First, we have What Kind of Mother by Clay McLeod Chapman. That will be out September 12th. And pairing lovely with that is Black Sheep by Rachel Harrison out on the 19th. Then we have Your Lonely Nights Are Over by Adam Sass. That will also be out on September 12th. Um, And then last, we have Bright Young Women by Jessica Knoll out September 28th. Just wanted to call those out at the beginning. We won't do full descriptions and whatnot, because if you want more info on those books, you can keep your ears peeled for those episodes. Your ears peeled. Well, it's a podcast. (laughs) I know. I know what you meant. (laughs) So I'm going to kick it off right away with a YA graphic novel from Kate Leff. And you might be familiar with Kate's art. She does a lot of art for Welcome to Night Vale. She's got what looks like a really fun YA graphic novel coming out called 
Molgoth. This will be out on September 26th, so we do have a little waiting to do. But this is Laura Dean Keeps Breaking Up With Me, uh, getting a Y2K twist in this coming-of-age young adult graphic novel from acclaimed comic artist Kate Leth about 2000s goth teen whose favorite part of her new town is the mall. We all know I love them all. Liv Home is not exactly thrilled to be moving to a new town with her mother. After all, high school can be brutal, even more so when you're a 15-year-old bisexual goth. But Liv is determined to be who she is, bullies or not. Still, being the new kid and the only out student brings a lot of unwelcome attention, and Liv flounders in search for community. The only person who makes time for her is one of the teachers, but Liv isn't sure how to feel about the way he behaves toward her. Thankfully, she's found the perfect escape, the mall. Under its fluorescent lights, Liv feels far away from her parents' strained marriage and the peers who don't understand her. Amidst the bright storefronts, food court smell, and anonymous shoppers, Liv is safely one of the crowd and can enjoy the feeling of calling the shots in her own life for once. With the help of her suburban refuge, Liv sets off on a journey of self-acceptance and learns to navigate the ups and downs of high school and to recognize true friendship. So that is Malgot by Kate Leff, out September 26th. I love the mall. I love an Auntie Anne's pretzel. I still will do like a mall date with friends because it's an excuse to just walk and talk for like a couple hours. It's chaotic. It's silly. I never buy anything. But there's something about that energy that I'm just, I don't know, that I find magical. <laughs> I can't stop thinking about an Auntie Anne's pretzel now. So thanks. But this book looks really cute. Yeah, it, it's cute. It's fun. I really like Kate's art style. So I'm excited to pick this up. My first book is not related or similar in the slightest. So apparently we're just going on vibes as we always do. Uh, my first pick for September is The Running Grave by Robert Galbraith. I really can't believe that we are at book seven of the series already. And we did get the sixth installment last year. So I'm also surprised with the quick turnaround between books just over a year later. So The Running Grave picks up with our favorite PI duo, Cormoran Strike and Robin Ellicott. This time, they've got a father who contacts Cormoran because he's worried his son, Will, has joined a cult in the Norfolk countryside. So in order to try and get Will out of the cult, Robin infiltrates as one of their members, but the investigation and undercover work take a toll as they would, and reveal all kinds of unknown dangers. So we don't have too much else about this book yet, but this comes out on September 26th. My next pick is one that's actually been swimming around on my book cart for a little bit. I was sent an advanced reader copy of this. I have not picked it up yet, which makes me so sad because the cover got me right away. Um, and I'm interested to see what y'all think about it. This is The Hexologists by Josiah Bancroft. And this is out September 26th. So still got to get through the month. But this is the first book in a wildly inventive and mesmerizing new fantasy series from acclaimed author Josiah Bancroft, where magical mysteries abound and only one team can solve them, The Hexologists. The Hexologists, is and Warren will be, are quite accustomed to helping desperate clients with the bugbears of city life. Aided by hexes and a bag of charmed relics, the Wilbies have recovered children abducted by chimney wraiths, removed infestations of barbnose incubi, and ventured into the gray plains of the unmade to soothe a troubled ghost. Well acquainted with the weird, they never shy away from a challenging case. 
But when they are approached by the royal secretary and told the king pleads to be baked into a cake, going so far as to wedge himself inside a lit oven, the Wilbys soon find themselves embroiled in a mystery that could very well see the nation turned on its head. Their effort to expose a royal secret buried under 40 years of lies brings them nose to nose with a violent, anti-royalist gang, avaricious ghouls, alchemists who draw their power from a hell-like dimension, and a bookish dragon who occasionally eats people. Armed with a love toughened by adversity and a stick of chalk that can conjure light from the darkness, hope from the hopeless, Iz and Warren Wilby are ready for a case that will test every spell, skill, and odd magical artifact in their considerable bag of tricks. So out on September 26th, once again, that is The Hexologists by Josiah Bancroft. That sounds like a really good book, and I'm sensing some vibes and some themes in your September picks so far. (laughs) What? I know. (laughs) Me? Never. Wild. My next pick is also a vibe, and it is Fall of Ruin and Wrath by Jennifer L. Armentrout. Now, I think I've spoken about uh, JLA on the podcast several times before, and I have admitted that her From Blood and Ash series is not my favorite, but I do find her storytelling compelling. So I am really excited for this new fantasy series for adults. This book is also part of Tor's new imprint called Bramble, which focuses on romance reads and love stories of all kind. So pretty much everything from the Bramble imprint, sign me up. So Fall of Ruin and Wrath follows Callista. She's a human with a wicked intuition. She uses that intuition for leverage and protection in the Baron of Archwood's court. In exchange for his protection, she'll use her gifts to gather information. When her skills compel her to step in and rescue a prince in trouble, she meets Thorn, the Prince of Vitrus, aka the Traveling Prince. In joining Archwood's court, Callista becomes Thorn's companion and lover, but her gifts tell her two things. This man will bring her joy, but also doom. Meanwhile, rebellion brews in the city, and rather than deal with it, the immortals that rule the city are contemplating destroying it so they don't have to deal with messy monsters or humans. There is court intrigue, romance, magic, monsters. Folks will absolutely devour the story that comes out on September 12th. That sounds so good. We love we love tour publishing. We really do. They come out with some real bangers. And so are they basically starting a romanticy imprint? Pretty much. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah. So it'll be romance in kind of all other genres. All elements. All elements. But um, obviously fantasy and sci-fi is sort of Taurus bread and butter. So Mm -hmm. I am excited to see what else is to come. That's so exciting. And yeah, a new series from uh, Jennifer L. Armentrout. I saw her name on the list and I was like, okay, this is one I recognize because they all kind of float around in my brain. Oh, Emma's talked about them. Oh, should Mm -hmm. I try this? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. So my next pick, shocker of shockers, your boy's got a little thriller for your nerves because what would I be if not a lover of a thriller? This is The Stranger Upstairs by Lisa M. Matlin, and this is out on September 12th. Don't have to wait too, too long for that one. 
Most people wouldn't buy an infamous murder house to renovate for fun, but Sarah Slade is not most people. So this is a debut novel um, about a therapist and self-help writer with all the answers, Sarah Slade. She has just bought a gorgeous Victorian in the community of her dreams. Turns out you can get a killer deal on a house where someone was murdered. Plus renovating Blackwood's house makes for a great blog content and a decent distraction from her failing marriage. Good thing nobody knows that her past is just as filthy as the bloodstain on her bedroom floor. But the renovations are fast becoming a nightmare. Sarah imagined custom avocado wallpaper, massive profits, and an appreciative husband who wants to share her bed again. Instead, the neighbors hate her guts and her husband still sleeps on the couch. And though the builders attempt to cover up Blackwood's horrifying past, a series of bizarre accidents, threatening notes, and unexplained footsteps in the attic only confirms for Sarah what the rest of the town already knew. Something is very wrong in that house. With every passing moment, Sarah's life spirals further out of control and with it, her sense of reality. But as she peels back the curling wallpaper and discovers the house's secrets, she realizes that the deadly legacy of Blackwood House has only just begun. So that is The Stranger Upstairs, a debut title from Lisa M. Matlin, out September 12th. Okay, you've prompted me to skip ahead to this book because (laughs) you were reading yours and I was like, wait, Joe, did we pick the same book? The first look, when I looked at the camera and I just saw the first look on your face, I was like, oh no, did I not double check? Because this looks like it. This is so interesting. Okay. Let me read you this one and we can see that they're very similar. So the September house by Carissa Orlando, this is out September 5th. Margaret and her husband, Hal, think that their luck has turned when they come upon their dream Victorian house for a steal of a price. They buy it. It's theirs. But every September, the house changes. The walls drip blood. The hauntings begin. Ghosts of prior inhabitants appear. No wonder it was such a bargain price. After four years of living there and enduring weird, to say the least, Septembers, Hal can't take it anymore and leaves abruptly. Margaret is determined to make it work. It is her house. But she can't find Hal. He's not returning her calls. No one's seen him. And so when Margaret and Hal's daughter, Catherine, comes to the house to look for her missing father, Margaret's juggling a lot. They're looking for Hal. She's keeping the dark secrets of the house from her daughter. Um, But September has just begun. So can Margaret and Catherine find Hal? Or will the house keep its secrets no matter the cost? You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply. I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Burn the Boats from Evergreen Podcasts. I interview political leaders and influencers, folks like award-winning journalist Soledad O'Brien and conservative columnist Bill Kristol about the choices they confront when failure is not an option. 
I won't agree with everyone I talk to, but I respect anyone who believes in something enough to risk everything for it. Because history belongs to those willing to burn the boats. Episodes are out every other week wherever you get your podcasts. So that's The September House by Carissa Orlando. Also, I believe, a debut. So both those books, very similar vibes. Very similar vibes. I love that mine is kind of like, I loved that the description was vaguely campy. So Mm -hmm. it's like a campy kind of thriller. Like she's playing tongue in cheek against the lifetime of it all. Where yours is that like supernatural thriller. Mm -hmm. I, I love these like twins sitting next to each other. It's like, do you want a little bit of sugar or a little bit of spice? Which one are you picking? And oh, fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. So, and this book was recommended uh, by our podcast friend, Kristen. She read an early copy and said it was gripping till the end. It sounds really good. And it makes sense that Kristen was the one who recommended it. Yep, exactly. (laughs) Um, So you called me out earlier and uh, you were right to do so because I'm clearly in some vibes you know, everything I've brought so far. This is Playing the Witch Card by KJ Del Antonia. And this one is out also on September 12th. A little bit different from my usual picks. This is kind of a, a lit romance title. I love the, like the cover is exactly what you expect it to look like. But I was sold from the the start off description of it's Gilmore Girls meets Practical Magic in the latest novel from the New York Times bestselling author of The Chicken Sisters. She gave up on magic, but magic didn't give up on her. Three generations of magic, two rogue exes, one tarot deck, the perfect recipe for chaos. Flair Hardwick knows three things. Magic is real, love isn't, and relying on either ends in disaster. So while she's grateful for the chance to take over her grandmother's Kansas bakery after she finally leaves her cheating husband, she won't be embracing Nana's fortune-telling side hustle. Hers is a strictly no-magic operation. Until the innocent batch of tarot card cookies Flair bakes for the town's Halloween celebration unleashes the power of the family deck, luring Flair's unpredictable mother to town, tempting Flair's magic-obsessed daughter, and bringing back Flair's first love while ensnaring her ex in a curse she can't break. Flair's attempts to control the chaos only makes things worse, playing right into the hands of a powerful witch. Suddenly, there's far more at stake than her status as the most reluctant witch in town, and the magic Flair has long rejected becomes the only card she has left to play. So that is Playing the Witch Card by KJ Del Antonia, out September 12th. Once again, a little bit campy, a little bit witchy. I'm starting my October transition. Yeah, but I I mean, we love when things are a little bit campy. So the next book I have is The Fragile Threads of Power by V.E. Schwab. This is out September 26th and is a new fantasy series from V.E. This is set in the world of Shades of Magic. So if you're familiar with that series, you may find this one to be right up your street. Once there were four worlds nestled like pages in a book, each pulsing with fantastical power and connected by a single city, London. Until the magic grew too fast and forced the worlds to seal the doors between them in a desperate gamble to protect their own. The few magicians who could still open the doors grew more rare as time passed, and now only three 
Antari, as they're known uh, in recent memory, Hel Maresh of Red London, Delilah Bard of Grey London, and Holland Vostuk of White London. Oh, every time with the fantasy series, y'all. Uh, but barely a glimpse of them have been seen in the last seven years, and a new Antari named Kosika has appeared in White London, taking the throne in Holland's absence. The young queen is willing to feed her city with blood, including her own, but her growing religious fervor has the potential to drown it instead. Back in Red London, King Rai Maresh is threatened by a rising rebellion, one determined to correct the balance of power by raising the throne entirely. These two royals from very different empires now face very similar struggles, how to keep their crowns and their own heads. Amidst this tapestry of old friends and new enemies, a girl with an unusual magical ability comes into possession of a device that could change the fate of all four worlds. Her name is Tess, and she's the only one who can bring them all together or unravel it all. So lots going on there. But if you've read any V.E. Schwab, you know that all of these threads often come together in glorious fashion. So that is The Fragile Threads of Power by V.E. Schwab. Again, this is out September 26th. We like what we like and everything about that description definitely, definitely reads Emma. Four Londons, Uh magically bound, court intrigue, political intrigue, like thrones. Yep. Can't beat it. Can't Can't beat beat it. it. (laughs) (laughs) I know I've said it a lot today, but camp. Uh, Speaking of like just campy books, I this I was sold on this book from the title and the cover alone because at first I was like oh that kind of gives me the vibe of you're not supposed to die tonight but this title it's so tongue in cheek it made me giggle and then the description sold me so this is there's no way I'd die first by Lisa Springer this one is out September 5th it's a spine-tingling contemporary horror comedy novel that follows a scary movie buff as she hosts an elaborate Halloween bash, but soon finds the festivities upended when she and her guests are forced to test their survival skills in a deadly game. This is a debut title. 17-year-old Noelle Lane knows horror, every trope, every warning sign, every survival tactic. She even leads a successful movie club dedicated to the genre. Who better to throw the ultimate, most exclusive Halloween party on all of Long Island. With some of the top influencers in her school on the guest list, including gorgeous singer-songwriter Archer Mitchell, her popularity is bound to spike. She could really use the social boost for an upcoming brand expansion. Nothing is going to ruin this party, except except maybe the low-budget it clown she hired for a stirring round of tag. He acts as one of her classmates. From the looks of his devilish grin and bag full of killer tricks, he's just getting started. A murderous clown is out for blood, but Noelle has been waiting her entire life to prove that she is the final girl. So that is There's No Way I'd Die First, debut novel by Lisa Springer, out September 5th. Comedy horror, so like it's supposed to be tongue-in-cheek. It's making fun of influencer culture in high school. And yeah, I it sounds fun. That sounds so fun and reminds me of the episode we did a few weeks ago, the one where we talk about final girls. So if you're interested in more books in a similar vein, go and check out that episode. Yes. My next pick is returning 
to my true passion, which is romance reads. Woohoo! And so that is The Wake Up Call by Beth O'Leary. So if you like Allie Hazelwood or Julie Soto, have you checked out anything by Beth O'Leary? Her latest book is out on September 26th. The setting, Forest Manor Hotel. The main characters, two rival hotel receptionists, Izzy and Lucas. They can't stand each other, which we love. Uh, But during the busy Christmas season, they're tasked at working reception at the same time. On top of that, the hotel won't stay afloat much longer. It's in serious financial trouble. So in those circumstances, a scheme brews. Izzy returns a guest's lost wedding ring, and she receives a really generous reward that the hotel sees as their ticket out of financial ruin. With four wedding rings left in the lost and found, Izzy and Lucas compete to get the rings back to their owners and try to secure financial help for the hotel. During the competition, they start to question their feelings towards each other and wonder if they can make it through the holiday season and this task with their hearts intact. The Wake Up Call by Beth O'Leary, September 26th. Oh, no, wait. Is that my next romance? (laughs) Ooh, it might need to be. I think that's my next romance. Listeners, at the time that we're recording this, you haven't heard it yet, but you will have by the time that you're listening. We just had a really fun episode called Joe Reads a Big Romance, where I read Meet Me at the Lake by Carly Fortune. If you haven't listened to that episode, listen to it. Let us know your thoughts. If you want us to do something similar to that again, I would love to do it again. And I definitely after that description, know that that is, that sounds like a romance I'd enjoy. So I need to uh, pick that one up. Yeah. And Beth O'Leary is like a British Ali Hazelwood. So. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I I mean, maybe not like exact for exact, but trying to find some contemporaries there. Um, British romance. This is supreme. Oh, okay. Love it. Excited for it. Can't wait. My penultimate pick is Evil Eye by Itaf Room. This is out on September 5th. Described by Tara Conklin, um, New York Times bestselling author of The Last Romantics and Community Board, as a moving meditation on motherhood, intergenerational trauma, and how surface appearances often obscure a deeper truth. So it's a stunning second novel from a writer who set the bar very high with her first. After Yara is placed on probation at work for fighting with a racist coworker, her Palestinian mother claims the provocation and all that's come after were the result of a family curse. While Yara doesn't believe in old superstitions, she finds herself unpacking her strict, often volatile childhood growing up in Brooklyn, looking for clues as to why she feels so unfulfilled in a life her mother could only dream of. This is Room's follow-up to her 2019 debut, A Woman Is No Man, is a complicated mother-daughter drama that looks at the lasting effects of intergenerational trauma and what it takes to break the cycle of abuse. This is listed as Time Magazine's one of the most anticipated books of the year. So that is Evil Eye by Etef Room, out September 5th. That sounds excellent, and I like the cover. My next pick is certainly our vibes, but not necessarily those vibes. Sure. (laughs) We're just like all over the map today. My next pick is A Study in Drowning by Ava Reed. This is Ava Reed's young adult debut, and it's a dark academic fantasy. This comes out September 19th. So Effie is an architecture student that loves literature. As a woman, she was denied access to her university's literature program. 
But when an opportunity arises and she wins a contest to redecorate the estate of a beloved literary figure, she jumps at the chance to restore and save Hyreth Manor. Effie meets Preston at the estate. He's a young man that's part of the university's literature program. He's gathering materials on the famous author, Myrdin, for the university archives and makes Effie question everything she thought she knew about the author and his stories. Preston and Effie find that there's more going on at the estate than meets the eye and that the fairy tales Myrdin is famous for may be more truthful than they thought. This has a Welsh-inspired setting. It's very atmospheric. It's a young adult feminist tale. And I have heard so much hype about this book. I don't know if it's just because I am particularly attuned to the like special editions, collectors, Illumicrate, Fairy Loot, like sort of community. Um, but I've been seeing this book, A Study in Drowning, uh, for quite some time. So I'm very excited for its release. So my last pick is The Borrow a Boyfriend Club by Paige Powers. This one is out September 12th. A feel-good coming-of-age rom-com from debut author Paige Powers that follows a trans teen who joins a boyfriend borrowing service masquerading as an Italian club to prove that he's one of the guys, especially to its frustratingly handsome leader. Noah Bird is the perfect boy. At least, that's what he needs to convince his new classmates of to prove his gender. His plan? To join the school's illustrious and secret Borrow a Boyfriend Club, whose members rent themselves out for dates. Once he's accepted among the bros, the slip-ups end. But Noah's interview is a flop. Desperate, he strikes a deal with the club's prickly but attractive president, Asher. Noah will help them win an annual talent show, and in return, he'll get a second shot to demonstrate his boyfriend's skills in a series of tests that include romancing Asher himself. If Noah can't bring home the win, his best chance to prove that he's man enough is gone. Yet even if he succeeds, he still loses, because the most important rule of the Borrow Boyfriend Club is simple. No real boyfriends or girlfriends allowed. And as long as the club remains standing as high as Asher's man bun, Noah and Asher can never explore their growing feelings for one another. So that is The Borrow a Boyfriend Club by Paige Powers, out September 12th a fun YA queer romance for me to end on. I mean, the cover is super cute. The concept is super fun. It really makes me think of, uh, for those manga lovers out there, it made me think of the high school host club. Uh, I know that anime was really popular as well as the, the manga series, but I just, I think it'll be a fun one. And is a great, way because my final pick is also young adult so on the same page for our final picks mine is the scarlet veil by shelby Mahurin. this is also out on september 26th so big day in the month of september for books as i said this is young adult and it is set in the same world as her serpent and dove series so think french think witches vampires etc so six months have passed since Celie took her sacred vows and joined the ranks of the Chaussures as their first huntswoman. With her fiancé, Jean-Luc, as captain, she's determined to find her foothold in her new role and help protect Belterra. But whispers from her past still haunt her and a new evil is rising, one that Celie must vanquish herself unless she falls prey to the darkness. Dun, dun, dun. Vampires so hot right now. 
So that is the Scarlet Veil that's out on September 26th from Shelby Maheran. Vampires hot for the last like 20 plus years. I know. Vampires always. (laughs) Vampires always at the top. Well, that sounds fantastic. I love this cover. It's very moody. It's giving vampire. So spot on. Well, thank you everyone for joining us for today's episode of the Professional Book Nerds podcast, where we take a look at upcoming September releases and share some of the ones that are currently being added to our to be read lists. Let us know what you are going to check out from today's episode or what you are adding to your TBR list this coming September. You can reach out to us. We are on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at ProBookNerds. You can leave a comment in any of our posts. Or of course, if you've got comments, suggestions for future episodes, you want to tell us what you're reading, you can send an email to professionalbooknerds at overdrive.com. With that, Thank you all so much for joining us today. And as always, happy reading. Readers can sample and borrow the titles mentioned in today's episode on overdrive.com or in Libby. Our library friends can purchase these titles in Marketplace. Professional Book Nerds is proud to be an Evergreen Podcast signature program. To learn about other Evergreen podcasts, visit evergreenpodcasts.com. Our podcast is produced, recorded, and edited by Emma Dwyer and Joe Skelly and presented by Overdrive. To learn more, visit professionalbooknerds.com. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.